Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Off The Dome. I'm back, friends. Did you guys miss me? I know it has been a hot freaking minute since we last chatted it up on here, but I got some stuff to say this episode. A lot has transpired within the last week and a half, and I know on the last episode I told you guys that my biggest struggle was whether or not I wanted to continue the podcast and if I was going to continue the podcast, at what capacity was I going to do it? Am I going to still talk about the same type of topics? Stuff of that nature. And I'm going to be honest with y'all, that's still very up in the air. But the one thing that I did decide on as far as the podcast going forward, it's going to move to a bi-weekly posting schedule. It's no longer going to be weekly. Of course, that could change in the future, but... I think just for like where I'm at right now in life, just making sure that I have a good balance of my personal life, you know, my hobby, doing the podcast, work, you know, stuff like that. I want to make sure that I'm taking care of me at the end of the day because I can only do this podcast at 100% if I'm taking care of me. So it's going to move to bi-weekly, which I think will be cool because essentially we'll have a lot more to talk about and I think it's going to be good two episodes a month so this is going to kick off the first episode back you guys won't hear from me next week but then the following week you'll have your episode so just keep that in mind of course on the instagram off the dome podcast underscore i'll be posting any updates or changes so definitely follow me on socials if you haven't already because that's where i'm going to be putting all of the goods so yeah so now that that's out the way I'm glad to be back. Um, It's so funny because as soon as I took a break, I was like, dang, now I want to get back to doing the podcast. So I don't think it's something that I'm going to be quitting anytime soon. You know, I might have to modify a couple of things in terms of like what I talk about, because at the end of the day, you know, I do still have to make my own living and has nothing to do with this podcast. You know what I mean? Like I still have a nine to five job essentially where I make my income and I need to make sure that, you know, I do not shoot myself in the foot. So I'm gonna try my best to put great content out for you guys, continue to be honest and authentic like I always have been, Um, but there may be some changes. And of course, I hope you guys continue to rock with me through it all. I really do enjoy doing this podcast, so I don't see me stopping anytime soon. So. With all that being said, besties, let's just hop into a little bit about this past week before I get into before I get into this crazy story time, because I know y'all like my story times and I'm bringing it this week. Like this story time is going to be so outrageous. At least for me, it was outrageous. It was outrageous for me and my bestie. So I don't know if y'all are going to think it's outrageous, depending on if you're from this area. But yeah. Let me let me talk about the stuff that's gone on this week before I get into the story time. So um, I did want to quickly mention that I did lose a childhood friend this week. Um, I met this person when I was in the fourth grade. So like the summer before the fourth grade, I was living in Augusta, Georgia, and my mom was a drill sergeant there. And I had a childhood friend who lived across the street from me. And, you know, I was really close with him and his family and his sisters. Matter of fact, his 
his one of his younger sisters was like literally my best friend when I was in the fourth grade and I lived there for about three years. So I was really close with him because, you know, my mom didn't always have options for childcare, working her crazy schedule as a drill sergeant. So a lot of times me and my brother did spend a lot of nights over there. I mean, we did a lot of activities and went places with them. And, you know, I basically felt like they were my second family living in Augusta. His name was Alec. And I remember like pulling up in the driveway to our neighborhood in Augusta, Georgia. And I was like, man, that boy is fine. Like, who did I even think I was in the third grade going into the fourth grade thinking anybody was fine? Like, who did I think I was? Like, child, I don't even know. But I remember that's the first thing that I said when I saw him, like, I think he was walking down the street and I was just pulling up to our driveway for the first time. And I was like, oh my God, that is like the most beautiful specimen of a man that I've ever seen in my life. And mind you guys, like I said, I'm going into the fourth grade, so what do I know about anything when it comes to a man, honey? Yeah, we ended up becoming really good friends, and um, I was pretty devastated when I learned about his passing. I knew that he was in a coma when I went on vacation with my best friend, but I kind of just, you know, was praying for the best, was hoping that he was going to pull through and come out of it, and unfortunately, he did not. And he was like around my age. He might have been a little older than me, but I think he was my age. Yeah, it's just crazy when people that are your age that you grew up with are no longer here. And you guys know I, I have a weird thing about death and dying. Like it doesn't register for me. And, you know, unfortunately he, you know, passed in North Carolina. So very far from where I live. So I don't think that I'll be able to make to make it to any like memorial services. So me and my mom are kind of just looking for options to see if we can send them like a bouquet of flowers and a card just to, you know, pay our respects. I really wish that I could be there. And I mean, who knows? I still don't know about the the services at the moment. So it's possible that I could be there, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I think that if I did go, it would make it more real for me and then I would have an opportunity to grieve because right now it's like, I know he's gone, but it still doesn't make any sense to me. So it's like, it'll come in waves. Like I'll just be minding my business and I'll think about, you know, just growing up with him and it then that's kind of when it hits me. So yeah, I just wanted to, you know, pay my respects to him and you know he was literally trying to get his life together he was always making people laugh I mean I went on his Facebook page and that's probably what I shouldn't be doing because I'm just torturing myself but you know people have been leaving some really nice tributes on his Facebook page and saying that he was just the funniest guy that they ever met and always made people laugh and just just a great person I mean he just was a great person so you know, definitely rest in peace, Alec. Love you always. And we'll be praying for your family. I just want to get on here and say that because, you know, that's one thing that kind of transpired this week that was very, very unexpected. You know, outside of that, also guys, also, you will never believe this. So you guys know that literally my second to last episode that I left off on was talking about how I thought that I lost a friend because basically they ghosted me over the last couple of months. And then it turns out sister girl literally sends me a text message like the day before my birthday. And I don't even know how I'm supposed to feel about it. You know what I mean? Like, 
I've been dealing with that. Like, actually, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I haven't been dealing with that. I kind of left that message to sit there for about a week until I responded because I just needed to come correct. I needed to have my thoughts together. I didn't want to be out of pocket because I really was just so confused. Like, matter of fact, when I got the message, I was literally sitting across the couch in Atlanta with my best friend looking at her like, child, what is this? Like, I just handed her the phone. I was like, girl, what is this? Please tell me because I have no freaking idea what the heck this is. So yeah, I don't really know what the heck that means for me and sis, but I really think that this was one thing that I was worried about. Like, what if I created this whole scenario about her ignoring me in my mind? and none of it even existed but I just feel like when you don't clarify and you kind of just disappear randomly it's leaving a lot of things out in the open and it's letting people make assumptions which it's not her fault that I'm making assumptions but I'm making pretty logical assumptions based off of the information that I had. So yeah, I'm not even gonna go into what the message said and you know, whatever, but I did wanna update y'all on that because I thought that was wild. Like it's wild. Like I said, I don't really know what's gonna happen with that. I don't really think anything's gonna happen with it. I think if anything, I'll probably get closure and then, you know, move on. I wish sis well. I don't wish anything bad on anybody, but I think that, um that might be a done deal, but I don't know. I don't know y'all, but I just thought I'd tell y'all about that. So we got that out of the way. Um, on last Tuesday, on the 19th, I did celebrate my birthday. So I am now 27 years young, hunty, period. So yeah, and of course, I kind of have been telling you guys that me and my best friend were gonna take a birthday trip, which is really gonna be celebrating the both of our birthdays because her birthday was in March. And of course, mine was this past week. So we were really doing the birthday trip to celebrate both of our birthdays because we don't live near each other. That was the plan y'all but little did I know that the plan was not gonna be executed. Like Atlanta did not understand the assignment and I'm just not understanding why that is. Like it's Atlanta for Pete's sake. Like I didn't go to Utah expecting to turn up. I went to Atlanta. I went to Atlanta, okay? Like, I'm just baffled. Like, my mind is still blown from the fact that that trip was absolutely tragic. And it wasn't tragic because me and my best friend had an argument or we didn't get along. Like, we know how to travel together at this point. We set that trip up to a T, had it planned. We knew what restaurants we were gonna go to. We knew what clubs we were gonna go to, what bars and lounges we were gonna go to. We had the lifts mapped out, how much it was gonna cost, the distance. Like we had it all mapped out. And you know, we definitely had to plan it to a, a decent amount because you know, as far as like foods and restaurants goes, like she's allergic to shellfish and nuts. I'm kind of basically allergic to dairy at this point. So, you know, I'm trying to make sure we have things on the menu that we can eat, that we're gonna enjoy the places that we go. So we really tried our best to make it worth our while, especially with the ungodly amount of money that we spent before coming on the trip. And then the ungodly amount of money that we spent on the trip and we basically didn't get our money's worth. So I'm very salty about that. And yeah, let's just jump right in, shall we? So we decided to go to Atlanta and 
you know, that was just gonna be the best option for us because I really wanted to go somewhere for my birthday. Obviously with the last two years in COVID, I didn't celebrate my birthday. And in previous years prior to COVID, I've never had a great experience on my birthday. Like I've always planned such elaborate gatherings or like little birthday dinners, nothing crazy, you know what I mean? And it would always be the case that no one would show up from my friend group, right y'all? Like these are supposed to be my friends and no one would show up or they would give me some cockamamie story about how they couldn't attend the day of when I gave them a month's notice. Like that's that dumb stuff that I don't like, so. Yeah, I kind of gave up with planning like elaborate things for my birthday once I've gotten burned at least two or three times in my early 20s with, you know, planning things in advance, which is the reason why you plan things in advance because you give people a chance to make the plan to be there. You know how that goes. So I was like, yeah, we're gonna do it big in Atlanta for my birthday and we're gonna have a good time. I don't see why going to Atlanta would end up in disaster. I mean, it's Atlanta, you know what I mean? Like when I think of a place that I wanna turn up, dance, meet new people, I also wanted to be around people that look like me. You know, you guys know how I feel about living in San Antonio. It's just like, I'm not gonna go into that whole thing, but you know, I wanted to be around my people, you know? There's just a different appreciation that I have for my people and the appreciation that my people have for me. So there's just a different, there's just a different vibe when you're around your people, you know what I mean? So, you know, I thought it was just gonna be a great trip and it just really ended up being a situation where we, where me and my best friend had to make the most of the things we did enjoy because there were so many points that went completely wrong and we really had prepared so much for it that it didn't make any sense as to why we were having such a hard time having a fun time. So let's get to the, the nitty gritty. So we arrive in Atlanta this past Friday. So the 15th, we arrive in Atlanta in the evening time. This is where things already took a turn. Now, it's day one, y'all. Mind you, we didn't have that much time to spend in Atlanta, period. So this was supposed to be the first two, let me give y'all the layout. Let me back up. This is the layout. We got there on Friday. We had Saturday, Sunday, two full days. We were leaving Monday afternoon. So that's not a long time to be spending with your bestie that you don't even get to see that much. So we really had to cram a bunch of different restaurants, a bunch of different activities, like the top things that we wanted to do while we were there. We really planned everything to a T. So you guys have the layout of the time frame that we have. So we don't got time to mess around. Like we need to get to the bottom of it. Friday night, Saturday night, we're supposed to be the turn up nights, meaning that's when we're supposed to be going out to the bars, the nightclubs, you know, we're getting to dance, that type of thing. That was supposed to be the type of vibe that we were going on Friday night and Saturday night. Sunday, obviously we're not doing any of the turn up stuff. We're doing like more of the activities, like more of the, like, I don't want to say excursions, but you know, like activities. And I'll get into the activities that we actually did do. What I didn't realize was that we actually went on this trip on Easter weekend. So that was probably my fault because I didn't even realize that until it was Good Friday and I was like, oh crap, like it's Easter this Sunday. Like I was not picking up what I was putting down. I don't know how this came about, but I guess I just really wasn't even thinking. And the plan was for me to be in Atlanta on my birthday, but you know, that just didn't work out. So. Of course, the weekend before, what's gonna be the problem with that? 
Sunday, like I said, was supposed to be more of a chill day, like wrapping up the trip with my bestie, spending time, quality time, not doing a lot of turning up, but more just on some chill, bougie girl vibes. That was the vibes for Sunday. And then Monday, it's literally like a sad day. We're leaving each other. You know, we don't have anything essentially planned for Monday, but like maybe to grab brunch or something. All right, so you guys, you get the layout, you have the time frame of when we got there, how long we're supposed to be there, and you guys know the vibes, okay? Pick up what I'm putting down. You might need to keep track of this because this is gonna get messy. So we get there on Friday. It was good Friday. Let's say we get there around six something. So the first thing is we run into issues where we don't even know where we're supposed to be getting getting our lift to pick us up to take us to our Airbnb. Like that's problem number one. Mind you, the Atlanta airport is supposed to be the most efficient airport in the world. Like they kept saying that on the intercom system. And I was just thinking like, okay, like, okay, but how come I don't know like where I'm supposed to go to get picked up from my lift driver? Like, what do you even mean? So that took about 30, 30-ish minutes. But I was like, you know what? I'm not tripping. Like it's not that big of a deal. You know, stuff in Atlanta, the night scene in Atlanta doesn't really end until 3 a.m., which is different because in, in San Antonio, the night scene usually ends at 2 a.m. So we had a whole extra hour on us. So I wasn't really tripping. I was like, okay, you know, cool. We finally get the, the lift situation figured out. We get to our Airbnb and here's where there's the first problem. We get to our Airbnb and the first thing that we notice is there's a notice on the door, like one of those little yellow slips with the pink paper behind it. And basically the notice is talking about how like the, I guess the tenant had failed to pay their rent. And I'm looking at that paper like, wait a minute, like we paid you like $500 at least to stay here for the weekend. So how is it that you're not caught up with your rent? Like, I don't get that. But I'm like, you know what, whatever. Like, okay, my friend took a picture of the the notice and sent it to the host and you know she was just like I'm hoping that you guys still decide to stay like we're caught up with our rent payments but mind you this notice had been literally dropped off like either the day we got there or the day before or something all I remember is it saying something about Fulton County and I was like law sis is about to get evicted but Okay, whatever. We take a picture, we send it to her. Cool, we're gonna stay we're gonna stay here because we've already paid money to stay here. And at this point it's like chop chop. We got places to be, people to see. So we go in there and obviously like me and my best friend, we don't play about the cleanliness. So we're getting straight to work. We're getting straight to Lysoling the place, you know, making sure everything is, you know, sprayed down, all that jazz. And I'm just looking around. And I'm just like, man, this really wasn't worth $500. I mean, the apartment was nice. Don't get me wrong. It was in a nice area. We felt safe, but the inside just wasn't giving $500 worth for a weekend. And then on top of that we we paid like a very expensive cleaning fee like for them to clean I'm thinking but I just felt like it was just not giving like I felt like there were just it was just very negligent on the on the host's part because I'm just thinking like there were just things that should have just been cleaned that weren't so you know I'm just like this don't make no dang sense I didn't spend we didn't spend all this money to stay here it's not even up to par we could have just stayed in a hotel because at least you know it probably would have been nicer but then again we all know how hotels operate also like you could take a blue light in the hotel and see that they're not really that clean but I don't know I guess I just felt 
some type of way about the amount of money that we spent to stay there. And then it just wasn't really up to my standards, but I have pretty high standards when it comes to cleanliness because that's just, that's just how it is. So, okay, that was problem number one, but we're like, okay, we're gonna make the most of it. We're obviously gonna stay here. So we're gonna make the most of it. We Lysol disinfected everything, sprayed down the bed, the comforter, you know, whatever, cool. We're good. So by this time, and I, I left out the part that we basically went down the road, like we walked to a CVS nearby so we could pick up like snacks for the room, water, Lysol spray, you know, the random stuff that you would need when you come to an Airbnb. So that took some time. And then by the time we actually got back and was like, okay, we need to start getting ready for the night. I don't know, somehow it was like almost 8.30 and I'm just like, dang, I just felt like we just got here. So then we're kind of like rushing so we can make sure that we're like ready to be out and it's not like we were like trying to rush to get out like by nine or anything but you know we just wanted to make sure that we could seize the whole evening that we had but then a part of that was my fault because y'all I tried to be bougie and I bought some lashes that I was going to be applying that I should have applied before we got there but I decided to apply them when we got there because I said oh yeah no I watched all the YouTube videos it's going to take me like three minutes that's what all the girlies said well the girlies lied y'all it took me almost an hour to apply these lashes and I finally got them on and they looked decent but I was just like dang it took me an hour so that was my fault that was my fault because I was just so mad about that but whatever we're ready we're looking cute I mean we got body yaddy yaddy we are out here ready to slay we are out here ready to take on the world it's giving boss it's giving we came here to slay it's giving birthday weekend vibes that's what it's giving so we're out here, we're looking good. We get the Lyft driver to pick us up. Cool. I think by the time we arrived at our first and supposed to be only destination, it was about 10.45. So it was 10.45. The night is still fairly young. Like I said, stuff opens till three. So it's not like our whole night was robbed. In our minds, that's what we're thinking. We go to this place called the Boogaloo Lounge. Mind you, I did my research before we went there. The reason why we were gonna go there is because I have a friend who lives in Atlanta who's like um, an influencer there. She basically knows all the like the good food bars and lounge spots that she posts all the time. So a lot of these places that we ended up going to were upon her recommendation, but I should have known something was going to go south because the day before I decided before the day before I left to Atlanta, I just decided to casually DM her on Instagram and ask her like if she needed a reservation for the place that I just mentioned to y'all the Boogaloo. And she was like, girl, if I were you, I would have a reservation for everything. And I'm like, mind you guys, this is Thursday night. I'm leaving Friday. And I'm like, a reservation for everything. The only thing that we reserved was the fancy dinner that we went to on Sunday. And the only reason why I reserved that is because like, obviously, if you're going to go to like an upscale place, most of the time you need a reservation. So I'm not thinking you need a reservation to go to a regular bar or to go to a nightclub. Like, how does that make any sense? Like in Texas, you don't need a reservation to go to a bar, like an out outdoor bar or like an indoor bar you just don't need a reservation for a nightclub like you might have to pay an entry fee or whatever the case may be but you don't have to pay 
You don't have to reserve a spot in these places. But little did we know that's exactly how Atlanta operates. So we get there, you know, they search our bags or whatever. We get in there and we ask like the host, like, how does it work in here? Because obviously the only thing that I know about this place is that they have good food, drinks, that they have swings at the bar. So that's obviously one of the main attractions that there's swings for chairs at the bar. So obviously everybody's going to be in a swing because that's where people people want to be like obviously like what bar do you guys know have swings for chairs so that was like the main attraction so we get there it's packed like I'm talking it's packed like people are literally it's packed like it's almost time to close like people are about to get about to leave but it's so packed but I'm like okay whatever like there's two sections in this place so the host tells us that you know the bar is first come first serve but then the little booths, I guess, in there, you have to reserve those. So those are considered like VIP sections. And I'm thinking like, wait a second, this is a lounge slash restaurant slash bar. This is not a nightclub. This is literally like a, your everyday, regular, regular neighborhood bar. Like, obviously, it's nice on the inside, but this is not supposed to be Beyonce and Jay-Z's sky lounge like what the heck like I'm just not getting it so obviously me and my friend are walking around we're trying to figure out what we're gonna do because we also found out from the host that they stopped serving dinner at 9 30 p.m which at that point we're obviously shit out of luck because we got there at 10 45 but when I did my research and we even called this place before we dropped by I did my research and I looked up their menu and it said that they had like a late night menu or whatever. So I'm thinking late night, I'm thinking midnight at least is when their menu is when they're gonna continue to serve people like things off their menu. Late night to me doesn't sound like 9.30, but I could be wrong. But that's basically what the case was. She was like, yeah, we stopped serving dinner at 9.30. So me and my friend are looking at each other like, okay, we haven't even eaten anything. So obviously you wanna have like something on your stomach before you're drinking, doing hookah, stuff like that. So, because that was the vibes. Like that's what we were trying to get lit, obviously. So now I'm thinking like, okay, it's almost 11 o'clock. So what the heck are we gonna eat? Because... I don't even, how are we going to get the night started until we have food on or something? Mind you guys, we've been, we haven't eaten nothing all day. At this point, it's almost the next day. So it's been about 12 hours since we probably each have had a morsel of food. So you cannot start the turn up on an empty stomach. You just can't do that. At least for me, like I am, um, what do you call it? Like I am not a heavy drinker. Neither is my bestie, but we're just like, you just can't do that. Like the rule of thumb is you at least got to have some wings, some fries. You got to have something like some bar food. But they said, nah, we ain't doing that. So, okay, fine. We get to the bar and we're like, okay, let's, let's take a shot. So we get like a shot. I think of like Ciroc or something. So we get a shot of Ciroc. Cool. Everything's great. So then people are like starting to bump into us at this place. But mind you guys, there's all this open standing and walking space because everybody is either in a booth or at the bar. We're just kind of like off to the side 
like the side of the bar, but we're not in anybody's way. People are just bumping into us like we don't even exist. And I was just like, uh uh, listen now, nah, this is not about to be the case. So we basically made an executive decision early as possible because you don't want to, we didn't want to like stand there for so long and then waste the whole evening. We knew we couldn't afford to buy a section. And why would we buy a section when we can't eat here? It would be one thing if they were still serving dinner, but. I don't know, y'all are gonna learn something about these sections when we get to Saturday because the shit gets worse. It gets worse. We made the executive decision to leave the Boogaloo Lounge because it wasn't it wasn't giving. The only thing that it gave was like a $15 shot, which in my opinion, that's some BS. But who am I? Who am I? I said, you know, money doesn't really matter that much to me. You know, I'm just here to have a good time. So however that needs to happen, let's make it happen. So we decide to go to this place called the Ember Lounge. So we saw it on Instagram. It looked lit. It looked live. It looked like we were going to have a good time there. Okay, that's what we think. We know there's a cover to get in. It was like a $10 cover to get in. So we're like, cool. We get there. Mind you guys, now this is lift number two. We already took lift number one to a place that basically didn't live up to the expectations. So that's lift number one that has already been wasted. Okay, cool, fine, whatever. We still got, the night is still young. We can still turn this around. We get to the Ember Lounge. We pay to get in. The first thing that I do when I get there is I ask one of the security guards, hey, like, how does it work in here? Do you have to pay to sit down? Um... Like, how does it work? So he starts giving me the rundown. He basically said, yes, you do need to pay to sit down in a section. The sections are not free. You have to reserve those. Okay, obviously we're not doing that. But then there, this particular lounge, it kind of gave nightclub vibes, but it wasn't really a nightclub. So when you walk in, there's like a hip hop rap section where that's the type of music that they're going to play and then there's a bar in there and then if you walk further back which is what we did i guess the music was along the lines of edm techno and that is not what me and my friend like to listen to um you know shout out to all y'all who like edm and techno but that's just not my that's not my vibe that's not the vibes that we were going for like i'm trying to twerk some so i'm not trying to be fist pumping in the air to know edm music i'm not trying to do that no that's not what this is about and i wouldn't do that anyways because that's just not who i am like no no absolutely not so we get back there and we're like okay let's see if we can like try to make the most of this so we approach like actually a bottle girl approaches us and tells us you guys can sit here you know no one has bought this section so you guys can sit here until somebody buys it and then if somebody buys it you'd have to like move around and I kind of understood what she was saying at the time but I was like huh I was just you know whatever fine she told us we could sit here let's sit here so then we decide to buy a hookah the hookah was like $36 which I thought was reasonable I was like okay cool like a hookah for $36 sure cool whatever let's get the hookah at this point it's about I'm gonna say y'all let's just say it was about almost midnight somewhere almost near to midnight so the night's still young like I told you guys we have until 3 a.m to make some shake out here I buy the hookah and then we're like okay we also need to order food because there's no way that we're gonna be taking shots drink like doing the hookah we need to order some food so we get the menu we see the food that we're gonna get we order the food mind you guys it took them over two hours to bring us our food but mind you we got the hookah like almost right away so 
that's a problem because the hookah was hooking a little bit, but it's like, dude, I need to have some food on my stomach. Cause for me, it was like, I was getting sick because it's like, you know, hookah is nicotine and I don't do hookah really at all. This is like my second experience doing hookah. And I just feel like you cannot be doing hookah and drinking alcohol without having any food on your stomach because it just, hookah already is like all up in your throat and it just made me feel like very nauseous. So I was starting to get pissed because mind you, we guys, we've already been here for two hours on top of us not getting the food that I paid ahead of time for. Why did I pay ahead of time for food that took over two hours to get and the 20% gratuity is already included when the service isn't worth a 20% gratuity? Like that's another thing. Why is it that stuff is, the gratuity is already included in your bill, but the party is not six or more. Like most of the time, gratuity is only included in your bill when you have parties of six or more. At least that's what it's like in Texas. I don't know about anywhere else. And then it's like, okay, most of the time, also in those cases, you know you're gonna get good service because those are usually like at upscale places where you're gonna be paying for a gratuity in large groups. So I'm thinking this service is about to be A1. No, the service was completely trash. That bottle girl, bottle girl didn't pay us any attention almost the whole night. And I get it, like she's busy, but it really wasn't nobody back there when we first got there, y'all. Like the night was young. People were barely getting to this place by the time we got there. And then once people did start coming over, like I said, they were playing techno EDM music. We were sitting in a booth just looking at all these people like, wow, like we literally cannot dance to this music. And I was pissed because I'm just thinking like, the only thing that I wanna do is listen to French Montana pop that. And that's all I wanna do. I don't wanna listen to fist pumping music. You cannot dance to that. I do not care what you say. You cannot dance to that. Fist pumping is not dancing, guys. I wanted to dance with my bestie, okay? And that's not what happened. So strike number one, it's two and a half hours past the time that we order this food. And I told my friend, I was like, listen, if I'm gonna give them until 1 a.m., to give me this food and if they don't give me this food by 1am they need to run my check back they need to run my funds back into my account because i paid for this ahead of time and then to not get it and they weren't busy and that's the thing that was bothering me you guys aren't even busy enough for us to not get our food and then by the time they delivered our food obviously now there's people here so now y'all are busy but i really just think that by the time we got that bottle girl's attention to get us our food she knew she had messed up because that food probably had been sitting there in those little containers for at least an hour there's just no way that it took two and a half hours to make two baby sized lobster tacos and some pasta that's all we ordered y'all all we ordered and I think I paid $45 and I tipped the chick well because I was like you know what forget it like I'm gonna at least tip these people you know but I was just not satisfied with the service and then the other problem was by the time we did get the food you know I'm like I'm done with the hookah like I'm done with the hookah we had only gotten I think one shot and this was at the original place that we went to so nobody's lit nobody's dancing nothing we decide to see, so my friend goes to check out the other side where they're playing like the music that we like. She's trying to see like what the vibes are. Are we gonna have a better time if we move over to the next side? She goes over there, but we can't really determine what the vibes are. So we leave the hookah. We decided to go to the hip hop section. We get over there. 
really there's nowhere to be but the bar and everything else is like a section that you have to pay for vip section so you know these bottle girls are walking around with these huge bottles of hennessy and you know the little flares that pop out of it when people are having like a birthday or something and i just felt like a peasant in comparison to these people that are sitting in these lounges and honestly if you really think about it y'all actually i'm gonna save this till saturday because it gets better y'all it gets better and when i mean better i mean worse but the story gets better for y'all because it's entertainment for y'all so we decided after being on the hip hop side and they were playing good music, but there was just no, there, nobody was dancing. That was the thing. Cause it's not like a nightclub, but you would think that with all those people there, there were like areas to stand, areas to sit. Nobody was doing anything, but kind of just putting their fingers up, like repping their set. And I just really was just not feeling that vibe because I'm like, I'm not a bougie person. Like I'm not uppity. I'm a dance if there's some good music playing, but then me and my friend felt awkward because it's like, what are, where am I gonna dance in the middle of the bar? Like, it's not giving what it needs to give. No one's dancing, so we don't wanna be the only two people dancing if that's just not what people do here. So what do we do? We make another executive decision to leave the Ember Lounge. Mind you guys, at this point, it's about one o'clock in the morning. So we only now have two hours Actually, it's close to one. It's probably like 1245 at this point, because I remember saying like, if I didn't get my food by one, I was going to raise hell. We got the food right before one. So we said, okay, let's leave now. Then, you know, maybe we can find a spot and we'll have two hours to dance. And, you know, we can just try to have a better time on Saturday, but at least we could do something if we leave now. We decide to leave. Mind you guys, we paid $20 total to get in. I paid $40, $45 for some whack ass food. I paid basically $40 for a hookah that we barely smoked. So that's money wasted. And let's not forget, we paid for a lift. And I don't even know how much that shit costs because you know, after hours, lift prices be getting out the yin yang. So money is wasted. But at this point, we're desperate to have a good time. Like I said, we don't even have all week here. We're only here for the weekend. So we leave the Ember Lounge. We start looking on our phones for the next big thing. We're trying to figure out where can we go. We don't want to waste money on another lift that's just going to put us in the same predicament. So we walked outside and we kind of started, we saw a lot of people coming to our direction and it looked like they were walking on a strip. So we were like, maybe we should walk down there and maybe there are some other like clubs or bars that people are coming from. And so that's what our first track mind was to do. Before we decided to put money towards another lift, we decided let's walk around, maybe we can find something. Now, when we decided to walk down, there was like this place called Fins and Feathers. And there was these two guys hanging off a balcony, like not literally hanging, but they were just like leaning on the balcony. It's kind of like an outdoor venue, I guess. Like it's indoor, but then they have a balcony where you can like look out the look out and see like the people walking the strip, I guess. So there was this guy, looked like he was in his early 30s, mid 30s. And he was basically telling us like, you guys need to come here because you can drink here, you can do hookah, you can dance, it's free entry, like it's a good time here. And I said, and I really wanted to make it legitimately clear to this man. I said, listen, we have already been to two places. So can I dance there? Are people dancing in there? When I was looking up, at where he was standing, I really couldn't see really anybody in there. And it looked like a bunch of old heads. 
And y'all know like old heads, like that's the 30 and up crowd. And that's not the vibes. That's not the vibes. Like it wasn't the vibes because they be listening to Step in the Name of Love when I'm trying to listen to, I don't know, It's Giving by Lotto. Like I'm just not trying to step in the name of love because first of all, R. Kelly is canceled, but that's a story for another day. So I was like, okay, let's give it a chance because he basically says that it's free. And free is kind of like the word that's enticing us to at least give it a shot because we don't want to waste any more money. We still have other activities, food, things that we have to do. So we do need to have some money left over. You know what I mean? So, and it's not even a far walk. We literally walk two minutes up the road. We walk into this Fins and Feathers place, which was funny because it was actually a place that we had on our list to go for brunch. Like I think the day that we were gonna come back, cause it's actually like a brunch spot too. We walk in there, I don't see anybody at the bar. And we literally walked clean out. Like we walked in, we walked clean out. Like they were playing decent music. It was giving like 90s, 2000s vibes, but nobody was dancing. There was really nobody in there. And at that point we were fed up, but not wanting to waste money, we decided to like talks amongst ourselves, like right outside of the venue, trying to look on our phones where we could go. Then we started thinking like, maybe we should go to the strip club, but nobody was giving us like any good names of places where we should go. And that's another thing that really pissed me off on the first day because we were talking to all of these Atlanta natives, like all of these people who said they're born and raised in Atlanta, they basically turn up every night, but they weren't helping us really get us to a place where we could do what we wanted to do, which was dance. That was like the main thing. And so the the older guy who told us to come into the Fins and Feathers place, the one that looked like he was in his mid thirties, of course, now he's trying to flirt with me. And I'm like, sir, like, listen, I don't even have the time to entertain you because I'm trying to dance with my bestie. And right now you're trying to get my number. And I asked this guy this is another thing y'all I asked this guy I said what do you do for work he said he'd be hustling hunty uh-uh my husband is not about to be a hustler listen now uh-uh no ma'am no ma'am no way no how but I mean he was nice the guys that we were talking to they were nice they just weren't being helpful and I think that was like my whole thing it's like we talked to them for like an hour wasting time trying to get info out of them because y'all live here y'all are from Atlanta so y'all should know the spots because we were just coming up short every time we tried to get on Instagram or TikTok trying to get these places because the Ember Lounge was advertised on TikTok and Instagram and it made it seem like people were having a good time like you could just go in there like there was a dance floor like you didn't have to pay for a section but that's just not what the case was so we were trying to get the intel from the local people who lived there to see where we needed to go but they were just not being helpful so that was another thing that was really pissing me off because I'm just like guys what are you good for at this point like the guy that was trying to get at me, he was like, oh yeah, man, if you go over here on Peachtree, yeah, like, yeah, they, they got these bars and they got nightclubs. Okay, what's the name of it? Uh, I don't know. Okay, yeah, my brother, he just opened a spot over here. It's be lit, man, it be live. Okay, what's the name of it? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, but if you go over here, over here on um, Marietta Street, you know, they, they it be live, they be turned up, y'all would really enjoy it. Y'all have a good old time. Okay, like, what's the name of it? Uh, yeah. 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I can't think of these places. Dude, you've been living here your entire life and you said you'd be out here hustling. So I know you know where these places are, but homie could not give us any intel. And basically by the time we finished talking to them, it was like 1.45. So at this point we only have an hour and 15 minutes to make something shake. And basically what we came to the conclusion was, was nothing was about to happen in an hour and 15 minutes. So we basically decided to go back into the fins and feathers place and we were just looking mad. Like we were mad. I was so heated. Like I was so mad. And some of you guys might be like, y'all are really mad about stupid stuff. And maybe it's stupid to y'all. But like I said, I don't ever do anything for my birthday. This is the first time I've actually taken like a legitimate birthday trip. And I just really had high expectations and I was extremely let down. So it was just very devastating. Like I said, me and my friend only see each other once a year. We're trying to make it twice a year, but you know, we're trying our best, but you know, we live on opposite side of sides of each other. So it's just hard to see, see each other, you know, as often as we would want. So it's just like, dude, the one weekend that I have to turn up with my bestie in Atlanta is really ruining it. So that's kind of what we were saying when we were at the bar, we decided not to order any more drinks. We were just really on some sad girl shit. Like we were really mad about the whole scenario. Like it was just really ridiculous. So basically, you know, we decided to leave, get a lift and go back to the Airbnb because at this point it's like, honey, like there's nothing here for us to do and I'm not going to waste another lift to take us somewhere to literally do nothing for an hour. We could just look at each other at the Airbnb for an hour. So at this point we're mad because we've wasted cute outfits. We've wasted money. Our food was subpar. Our service was subpar. And these local native Atlanta people didn't give us any good recommendations. So that was night one y'all. But I guess basically the best part about night one is we just came back to the Airbnb, decided to complain and rant to each other until like 6 a.m. So we only got like two and a half hours of sleep. And then it was Saturday and it's like, you know, we gotta wake up, make the most of our weekend. We only had a short amount of time. So, you know, during the day between Saturday and Sunday, we kind of had like light day activities planned because on Saturday night, again, we're trying to turn up, we're trying to redeem ourselves from Friday's atrocity. So on Saturday, what we had planned was we were gonna go to, well, we went to the Pont City Market, which is a really, really cute little spot in Atlanta. Like there's bars and restaurants, there's shopping areas, um, you know, just a lot of cute boutique type places, I guess is what you would say. So yeah, they had a lot of cute little places to go. So we went there, we had a good time there. We went to this place called the Bar Vegan um, because like I said, I can't really do dairy. So I really wanted some vegan food and the Bar Vegan did not disappoint, honey. Like the drinks were good, the food was good, the atmosphere was good, like the music was lit, like it was a vibe in there. And we had such a good time. So that kind of redeemed 
ourselves from Friday a little bit. So we had fun at the bar vegan. We had great food. So we were good on that. And then we tried to find a dessert spot. Mind you guys, there was desserts at the bar vegan, but we were like, we're going to go try this cookie dough place because my bestie wanted cookie dough. So I was like, yeah, let's go get cookie dough or whatever. So we go to the directory. We see where this place is on the directory, on the map. It tells you like, oh, this is on this side of the Pont City Market. So we're like, okay, you guys, we walked around for 30 minutes trying to find this cookie dough place just to find out that it no longer exists. You guys, the place no longer existed. And it probably got shut down somewhere around COVID, but they never took it off the directory. So how the hell will we know? We're tr like, we're visitors. We don't know. I mean, I guess the smart thing would have been for me to look it up on my phone from jump, but I'm thinking it's on the directory. We just need to follow the instructions and we'll be there in no time. No, it no longer existed. So not only did we not get dessert, we could have got dessert at the bar vegan, but no. So we were sad about that. We decided like, okay, let's just Let's just go back to the Airbnb. Um, oh, and I forgot one more one more thing that we did during the day. We went to the Atlanta Selfie Museum and that was really fun. We had a great time. You know, they essentially have different rooms with different backdrops and they give you, you can have like a little ring light and then they give you like a little tripod that you can put your phone and that little clicker so you can, you know, snap your own pictures. And we really enjoyed it. I mean, that was probably like the highlight of Saturday was the selfie museum. It was so much fun. We had a really good time. And the guy that works there, he was so sweet. And we got there and there was really nobody there. So we kind of almost had it to ourselves for a while. So we had a really good time there. We got a lot of cute pictures. And then we went to the Pont City Market. So we went over that. So then we decided to go back to the Airbnb. Okay, cool. So we're basically just chilling because, you know, at this point, we're, we're trying to figure out how are we going to redeem ourselves from Friday and turn Saturday night around. So when we were at the Bar Vegan, my bestie found this place called The Republic, where apparently they advertised that they had a VIP thing for $40. The only thing was we weren't clear on what the VIP included, but we were like, okay, $40 for VIP, that's really nothing. So let's go ahead and buy it now. Mind you, the ticket sales were gonna end when the place actually opened, which was from 10, it opened from 10 p.m. And then of course it would be open till 3 a.m. So we bought these tickets literally at like one o'clock, y'all. Bought the tickets, we tried to do the VIP. Then as soon as we got on the website, the only option was general admission. So then we're confused about that, but you know, we're like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and buy it. We'll have tickets to get into this club lounge situation it looks lit online people are dancing it looks like a vibe it looks like where we want to be the whole thing about that place was they were advertising it to be like hip-hop saturday so we knew that we were going to get to hear the music that we wanted to listen to it looked like people were having a good time there so we were like bet let's just go ahead and buy the tickets so we have tonight secured okay so get back to the airbnb we chill for a while you know chilling because we, we had plenty of time I mean, by the time we got back there I think it was like four o'clock so we had like literally I don't know four hours to get ready so we were just chilling talking you know that doing the whole girly thing then we started to get ready so I take the longest so I was like let me start getting ready child because you know I'd be taking the longest and I don't even know why I take the longest y'all because I'm literally ball-headed so but I always be taking the longest so got ready 
still had my lashes intact from the day before. So I was like, okay, lashes are intact. Put on a little makeup, put a little eyeshadow on, was looking cute. Had everything situated. We was looking like baddies. We was looking like a snack. So we thought, you know, we got this in the bag. We got the tickets already. We're gonna leave at 9.30 so we can get here early. Because another thing that we noticed is you gotta get to these places in Atlanta early because stuff be getting packed. And, you know, we just wanted to make sure that we got there in enough time to where we had an area to be at, you know, that type of thing. We get the lift, we pull up to the Republic. It looks like a ghost town. The lights are not on, barely anybody is outside, nobody's waiting to get in. So then we're confused because it literally said it starts at 10. Now, of course, most of the time people don't show up to places right when they open. But just from our experience on Friday, we were like, let's just get here early because we don't have no other reason to be late because we literally have nothing else to do but come to this place that we paid money to get into. So we get there at 10, really nobody is there but like security. So we're like, okay, you know what? Let's just, you know, let's just walk around. There really was nowhere to go, but we just decided to walk around, sit outside on the sidewalk and just talk and, you know, do whatever. So then we had did that for about 45 minutes and there were a lot of people passing us by. So we were hoping that those people were going to the place that we were waiting to get into but it didn't really look like that was the case. So at 10.45, we were like, okay, let's go and see if the place is open. I feel like 45 minutes is enough time. We go back, the security tells us, oh no, we need about 15 to 24, 20, 15 to 20 more minutes to open up. So we're like, okay, like sure, whatever. It'll be 11.15, we got till 3 a.m. We paid to get in here, we already paid for the lift. Doesn't make sense to leave at this point because for all we know, this could be the best night of our lives. Okay, cool, not tripping on that. We decided to go back, walk around, take pictures, and then it's 11.15. We walk back over there, it's open, we show them our tickets, we get in, we get searched, cool everything is everything we get there not many people are there yet but we see a couple of people at the bar with hookah so what do we do okay let's go ahead and get the hookah so the hookah at this place y'all is $60 I'm like dang that's wild because we literally paid for a $36 hookah that we did not finish but I was like okay that's cool because I think we're gonna have a good time here I think this is where we're gonna be for the rest of the night so let me just go ahead and let's get the hookah so hookah $60 but I thought my bestie handed the bottle girl um just a $20 because I thought that's what she said she only had in cash so I ended up putting $40 towards the hookah and my bestie put $40 towards the hookah so I we basically paid $80 for a $60 hookah and then I was being so dumb and I was just being trying to be nice so I just let her keep my 20 even though I could have used that 20 y'all but I was just like you know what she was so nice you know she looks like she's probably like a college student I'm gonna just let her keep my 20 I'm not gonna make a scene about it. it's not that big of a deal because she was being really nice so cool I'm out of $20 that's fine whatever I think we're still gonna have a good time here we're being optimistic we get the hookah the hookah is hookin'. it's a good flavor cool we decide to order a shot so we order a shot or whatever and one of the bartenders was being like really nasty to us because she was like y'all can't have this hookah at my bar okay so sis where do you expect us to go exactly so our bottle girl ends up telling us like hey y'all can sit at these little like any of the booths 
that you choose because it appears that not a lot of people have bought any sections tonight. So what I'm think what I'm gathering from what she's saying is typically this place is almost sold out when it comes to sections, but maybe tonight isn't going to be as busy of a night. So you guys can sit here unless somebody buys a section, which I'm thinking, okay, it sounds like the place that we went to on Friday where they said we could just move around if somebody bought a section. And we literally were in that section for like two and a half hours and we were never told to move. So I thought, you know, maybe we would be good. She works here so she would know, you know. So we take the hookah away from Sister Girl's bar and we go sit in this huge ass booth, just the two of us. And, you know, we're trying to like get lit. So we, you know, take the shot, we're doing the hookah and, you know, it's still like giving, like nobody's dancing, nobody's really here. Like the music is pretty good, but nobody's doing anything. So we're still talking and we're trying to figure out what the vibes are and then, one of these security guards comes over and tells me like, hey, did y'all pay for this section? And I was like, no, we didn't pay for it. But, you know, one of the bottle girls told us that we could sit here because, um, you know, the section hadn't been purchased and it's, you know, it's not supposed to be a super busy night. So she told us we could sit here. They told us we can't have the hookah at the bar. So, you know, we just brought it over here. Well, now nah, y'all got to get up because because y'all didn't pay for this section. If y'all want to sit here, y'all got to pay for it. I was like, but sir, we didn't pay for it because she told us we didn't have to. She said, we can sit here because nobody else is sitting here. Nobody else has bought this section. He was like, nah, nah, this section has been reserved. Like y'all need to, y'all need to go back to the bar with the hookah. I said, did you not hear what I said? Like she literally told us we cannot have the hookah at her bar. So what else do you want me to do? I'm not going to stand around here with this hookah in my hand. This hookah, like the hookahs are like, I don't know y'all, like 30 pounds. The fact that they made us carry the hookah to the little lounge area in my opinion was a liability like where's the customer service in that so I was just like okay now I'm getting agitated you're telling me that I need to get up from a lounge that sis told us we could sit in because it wasn't paid for now you're telling me it's paid for and then old girl said we can't have the hookah at the bar okay we're going back to the bar then because I don't know what to tell you I didn't already pay money for this hookah we paid money for it we're gonna finish this hookah so we're gonna go back to the bar so we basically went to the other side of the bar and we got a new bartender so the bartender then tells us yeah you guys can stay here with the hookah it's fine and then I noticed there were two other girls who had hookah when we first got there who never even left the bar so I don't know what her issue was with us having the hookah at the bar when there was literally another set of girls doing the exact same thing that we were doing because they did not pay for a section so I was like you know what whatever cool got the hook at the bar so then our new bartender starts telling us how it is around here she said yeah a section can run you a good $800 at minimum $800 to $1,500 is how much a section would cost around here and I said okay but listen it's just me and her I'm not gonna pay $400 a pop to sit in a section where nobody's dancing like why would I do that it makes no freaking sense you guys it makes no sense and you know we're basically like yeah writing off that idea because we're not going to get a section for that amount of money like it makes sense to have a section when you have 15 20 people deep in there because people are really trying to make make themselves seem like they're hot shit like they have all this money but listen if you have an 800 section you got 15 20 people in there y'all ain't paying that much money to sit over there so while everybody tries to make it seem like they got it like that in atlanta like people don't 
all got it like that. They're trying to make it look like that because clearly if two people are sitting in a $1,500 section, that's stupid. But if 30 people are in a $1,500 section, y'all ain't paying that much to be over there. So I don't even know why people are putting on like that, but that's what they do over there. They be putting on. And we basically just kept realizing that, you know, more people were coming in, but all they were doing was coming in their little outfits, dressed to the nines, coming with their boo on their shoulder and just standing in the section drinking and smoking the hookah no one was dancing everybody was just kind of looking at everybody up and down again we felt like peasants compared to these people that were in these little lounge areas because we couldn't afford to to know spend that type of money on just to sit down essentially that's all you're paying for you're sitting down and looking at each other like i'm not paying to do that like i'm just not doing that that doesn't make any freaking sense so my friend makes friends with i guess another girl at the bar and we start trying to get intel from her like you know does she live here where would she recommend us go we're not having a good time we have yet to dance it's saturday night tomorrow sunday we're not even gonna get to turn up tomorrow so she basically recommends us to go to this place called the sweet food lounge which we were not unfamiliar with because we had done our research and that was one of the places that we had on our list but we weren't really sure what the vibes were because on their Instagram page, it kind of looked like people were just chilling and it was more on like the upscale bougie vibes where you don't really dance, you just come there to look cute, which is fine, but that's not the type of time that we were trying to be on that night. But she highly raved about this place. She said, the food is good. You'll have a good time if that's what you guys wanna do. If you wanna dance, like you should go over here because she said that she was from Atlanta and that she wasn't even impressed with the place that we were at, at the Republic. She said that they had good food, but people just don't really, you know, dance and stuff. They just come there to look at each other. So we were like, okay, bet. Sis gave us the rundown. We need to go to the sweet, the sweet food lounge, at this point, I'm gonna say it was fairly early in the night. It was probably 12, 15, 12, 30-ish, something around there. It was very early, right after midnight. So we made the decision to leave. We walk out of there and of course they're like, y'all leaving? I'm like, hell yeah, we leaving because I'm not having a good time and I spent money to be here and I am not gonna stay here. I was mad, you guys. I was so freaking livid. So we get in the lift. First thing the Lyft driver says, he's being all nice. It's like a young guy. How y'all doing? How's y'all night going? I'm like, we're mad because we're not having a good time. And we've been to like three different spots in Atlanta. We haven't been able to do what we want to do. We haven't danced. We've been wasting all our goddamn money. No one's giving us the spots that we need to go to. Sis at the bar told us to go to the sweet food lounge. So that's where we're going. And I'm just disappointed because I didn't know Atlanta was like this. Like, why would I come here if I thought I was going to have a bad time? Like, what is this? So he's real concerned as, as to why we're not having a good time. Really sweet guy. So then he basically kind of gives us the rundown of how Atlanta is. He said, yeah, Atlanta is just a place where people come to flex. Like people are just going to go to the bars and the lounges by the biggest section, have their Rolexes on their arm, the baddest bee in the club, come out in their Ferraris, their Gucci, Louis, Prada, Fendi, and they're just coming here to flex and stunt on all these hoes. That's what they're coming to do. They're not coming to dance and have a good time. They're just here to flex. And he was like, that's the reason why he doesn't really do the nightlife scene in Atlanta because there's really no nightlife scene. It's just people putting on like, listen, 
I am not young Jeezy. I am not putting on for my city. My city is not Atlanta. I need y'all to turn up because that's what I came here to do. So he gives us the rundown, but then right before he lets us out, he tells us, okay, yeah, the Sweet Food Lounge. Yeah, this is a popular spot in Atlanta. A lot of famous rappers come here, young Jeezy. I had did my research and I saw that Lotto was supposed to come there like on the 23rd. So I was like, okay, bet. Like this place is gonna be live. It's gonna be lit. Like, you know, it's fancy. People come here. I think he even said that T.I. comes there. Um, and I love T.I. So I was like, okay, perfect. Like we're in good hands. He said, we're gonna have a good time here. Cool. Now let's just quickly backtrack a second. Mind you guys, $80 has been spent for a hookah that we didn't finish. We each paid $30 to get into the Republic. That's $60. So that's already what? $140. Then we had like three shots, I want to say. So that was about $45. So you're coming up short. Like I'm thinking that's already $200 plus the lift, which I'm not even taking into account because I don't know how much it was costing, but we're paying after hours prices. So we're like, okay, whatever. You said we're going to have a good time. We're already here. Let's make the most of it. It's almost one o'clock. So we go up there and we, you know, we're trying to get in. So the guy tells us it's 60 to get in. So me and my friend are looking at each other like, wait a minute. <laughs> Not you telling us it's 60 to get in when we basically left the exact place that we were supposed to spend the whole night at. It costs less money to get in, but yet we wasted all of our money almost right at that place. So now we're like, all right, you know what? He said it's 60 to get in, but then he told us something like, if you go walk around the corner, you can negotiate the price with so-and-so. And I'm thinking, but if the price is negotiable, then why are you telling us it's $60? Is it $60 or not? Or is it $60 for the women that you want to be in there? Cause y'all know how it goes. Like a lot of times ladies are free to get into like places like that because obviously the ladies are what's gonna attract the men to show up and the men are gonna be spending money on drinks for the ladies. So, you know, that's usually how it goes that's how I have seen it ladies are usually free from a certain time and you know that's how the ladies bring the crowd you know what I mean so I was just really like and I guess $60 wouldn't have been a lot if we hadn't already spent over $200 at a place that we were only at for 30 minutes so I guess that's kind of where we were coming from and then it's like on Sunday we had other plans that were going to cost even more money because we had a fancy dinner plan so we're thinking like is it does it make sense to spend $120 to get in here when we don't even know if we're gonna have a good time? And that's the thing, y'all. We were standing outside for a good hour and a half and I was listening to the music that they were playing and it really wasn't giving, I'm a, I need to spend $120 to get in here. It wasn't giving that at all. The music at the other place was better, but nobody was dancing. So then I'm going back and forth asking my friend, like, should I just drop the 120 so we can at least say that we had a good time? Like I can recover from it later. It's just money, whatever. I'm going to spend the money. I want us to have a good time. I, I don't even care at this point. I'm pissed. Like it's literally the end of the day. It's literally Sunday at this point. And we've done practically nothing that we've set out to do this weekend. And I'm freaking pissed about it. So we're going back and forth trying to figure out if we're gonna spend the money to get into this place. And then one of the security guys, he runs across us and is kind of wondering why we're standing outside and why we're not in the venue. And so then we go on a little tangent 
Basically, what I'm telling you guys right now is what I tell him. You know, we've been in Atlanta since Friday night. We gone, we went to this place. We went to this place. We spent this money. We did this. And we have yet to have a good time. We have not done anything that we wanted to do. And all we wanted to do, you guys, was turn up. All we wanted to do was dance. I don't think I'm asking for too much. Like I said, it's not like we're in freaking Timbuktu. We're in Atlanta where all the famous rappers are from. Why wouldn't we be able to do simply that in Atlanta? It just, it's mind boggling to me. Still to this day, I still don't even understand the shit. Like it's just stupid. So he's a really nice guy. He's really trying to figure out why we're not having a good time. He's basically given us the same rundown that the Lyft driver told us. He said, yeah, in Atlanta, people just come here to flex. Like, you know, we, we, we come here to network and flex. Like, you know, for me, I make 10K in four hours. So I'll drop money on a section because I already know what it is. Like, you can't go nowhere unless you're going to drop money on a section. And then he was like, I know you guys have corporate jobs. So, you know, y'all have to save to come on a vacation and y'all don't just, money just doesn't grow on trees for y'all. I'm like, you're damn right. That's that's the problem like that's the thing you know when you go on vacation and you have a normal nine to five job and you don't have a million side hustles where extra income is coming in you have the money that you prepared to bring on this trip and maybe an emergency fund you don't have wads of cash just out here out the yin yang like that's just not how it works you know some people may be able to do that when it comes to vacations but if i'm taking a vacation i give myself a budget for how much i think i will need plus any incidentals plus you know just in case i want to do something extra i always have like a budget in mind now i might go over the budget slightly but that's usually not the plan. The plan is to stick to the budget. So, you know, I get it. Like he's saying, like he basically makes all this money under the table being a security guard for all these celebrities and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, but sir, you know, that doesn't really help me because I don't, I'm not a security guard in Atlanta. You know, I'm not, I don't know who these people are. I don't, I'm not, you know, like I don't know people People can't just get me into places for free. I just expect that whatever I'm spending my money on, it's not gonna be a complete waste. And at this point, we've been here for 48 hours, less than 48 hours, I guess, 24 hours, I guess. I don't know, 48 hours? I don't know, y'all, y'all do the math, I don't know. But, you know, we just, we're just not understanding like why we're not having a good time here. It just makes no sense. So, you know, he gives us the rundown. Then he walks over to his truck and it looks like he's about to hand us a $50 bill because he pulls out a $50 bill, but he never hands it to me. And mind you guys, like, that's not what we were. We didn't ask him for any money. We really were just venting because we kind of came to the conclusion that we probably weren't going to get into this place. So I guess at this point, we were just really lollygagging outside, just shooting the shit with anybody who walked across our path because we really couldn't determine like what we were gonna do like we were running out of time it was one o'clock in the morning by the time we you know were talking to him so you know time was really just freaking wasted at this point so he walks over he pulls out a 50 but he doesn't hand it to us so we're still talking to him or whatever he was like yeah you know i want to help y'all have a good time i don't like that y'all aren't having a good time because y'all aren't from here and y'all just want to turn up for so-and-so's birthday and da 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 so then he, then another guy walks by. It was like a Caribbean guy. Sweetest. He was such a sweet guy. He was so sweet. And he comes over and then the security guard is like, tell me what you just told, what you tell him what you just told me. 
So I was like, okay, I'm going to try to give you like the very shortened version of this story. So I basically was just like, listen, we have not had a good time. We've been spending money left and right. We look cute. We should be able to get into this place. They're talking about it's $60 to get in, but I haven't heard not one twerking song yet. So I don't even know if it's worth my money to spend to get in here. But people told me that this place was live, that this place was the place to be. And it ain't the place to be because I'm not paying $120 to go in here just to be disappointed because then I'm gonna be real mad and I'm be raising hell. And y'all don't wanna see me raise hell. I said that in the nicest way possible, you guys, because I wasn't mad at them. Obviously they're just trying to help. They're just listening, but I was just so frustrated. They basically were just like, yeah, y'all look good. You know, y'all, y'all need to be in here. We want y'all to have a good time, blah, blah, blah. He was saying the guy that had just walked by us, he works at the Sweet Food Lounge. Like, I think he's either like a bartender or, you know, maybe a bottle guy. I don't know, but he worked at the lounge. So not too shortly after we told him the story, another guy walks by and the security guard once again tells us tell tell him the story that you just told the both of us and i was like listen i can't keep telling this story you guys i'm so freaking tired of telling this story we're not having a good time we spent all this money we're only here for the weekend this is our last night to turn up we have yet to dance we haven't heard no good music everybody wants to flex nobody wants to dance what is this about i came here for my birthday blah 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 real quick that's what i did the guy then says come with me me and my bestie are looking at each other like, wait a minute, like, huh? Like, come with you. And so we didn't move for a second because I was just like, uh, what does he mean by come with me? So then the security guard that we have basically befriended, he was like, oh, no, y'all going to want to go with him because he's one of the big cats. He's one of like, he's one of the big wigs here. You know, like you want to go with him. So we were like, OK, bet. Like at this point, it's almost two o'clock in the morning. So now we're only going to have one hour to turn up. So he basically walks us to the front of the venue get our bags checked we are in there for the free 99 honey i was like dang it was just that easy you just have to know somebody to get you into these places and i guess they just felt so bad that they were like yeah let's just help these ladies get in here they didn't waste all their cute outfits their makeup they looking good and they just standing outside on the street looking like sad puppy dogs so we get in there for free and then it was so funny y'all because we really felt like VIP at this point because there was this girl at the front, maybe she was like checking tickets or something, but he was like, nah, I got them. They good, I got them. I was like, period, cause that's what we deserve, period. So then he takes us to the bar, he gets us a shot on him for the free 99. So now we got a free shot, we got free entry. And he just said, I just want y'all to have a good time. Dance floors over there, y'all are good. Anything y'all want, basically, you know, it's on us, like we're good. Um, not like anything, like we did pay for a drink ourselves, but um, you know, they basically were like, y'all are in here, we want y'all to have a good time. So, you know, go turn up for the last hour. So finally, you guys, we got a chance to dance. It was only for an hour, but I'm just telling you guys that after after talking to 30 different people all night about not having a good time and just wasting money out the yin yang and now it's Sunday like we were just really ready to just shake a tail feather at that point because I was just so livid and then I just said you know at this point I just want just I just need to be feeling good if y'all know what I mean I just need to turn up at this point for Pete's sake so 
we got to dance it was cool so then this is another thing that happened it was so sweet you guys they really treated us nice once we finally got into this place they were really nice to us so the guy that we met the caribbean guy that worked at the sweet food lounge he basically found us on the dance floor and i guess it wasn't hard to like spot us out because we really didn't look like any of the people that you know regularly are in atlanta i guess we did look like we were from outside atlanta i guess so he basically hands us each a $20 bill and was like, yeah, y'all go get some drinks on me. Um, because I guess because he was on the clock, he couldn't get us a drink, which I felt better about him doing that because, you know, I wanted to see who was making our drinks. And it's like, if you're just bringing me the drinks and I'm on the dance floor, I can't see like if you're slipping anything into the drink and I want to make sure that me and my bestie are good. You know, like, I don't play that stuff. Like I'm going to watch you make the drink and I'm not accepting a drink for some random dude. I don't care how good you look. I don't care. You might be trying to get me in the back of your van somewhere and I don't play that, especially because apparently Atlanta is like one of the number one places for human trafficking in the US and I had no idea about that. So yeah, we were really trying to be like on high alert and stuff. So he gave us the money, we got another drink. Um and then we were good for the rest of the night. You know, we basically just stayed there until it closed. And, you know, we tried to make the most of our situation. Granted, we only had like an hour and 15 minutes to turn up. So, you know, you can only do so much with that time. But I was just happy the fact that we didn't have to pay and waste more money to get into this place and we got like two free drinks so I thought that was really nice of them and then of course you know we thanked them and we had a good time so then this was another part of the disappointment you guys just when things were starting to look up and we thought we were gonna just basically stay out all night because the Caribbean guy told us that there was an after hour spot called the smokehouse I think and he said that that place usually is open till six or eight o'clock in the morning so we were like only just now starting to turn up so at this point we were like, yeah, we could just stay out all night because we're trying to have a good time. So we take a lift to the smokehouse. Mind you guys, this is the third lift of the night, not of the day, but of the night. Mind you, we had several other lifts because we went to a couple of other places earlier on Saturday. So this is the third lift of the night. We get to the smokehouse. We pull up, we get out of the lift. That was mistake number one. We shouldn't have got out the lift until we knew for sure that this place was gonna be open. So we get to the front, they say, yeah, no, there's no after hours, we're closed now because it was three o'clock in the morning. And I was just at that point, I was like, so done. I was just like, dude, like, I guess, I don't think that the guy at the sweet food lounge lied to us. I do think that that place is an after hour spot, but maybe they're just not consistent with their hours since COVID hit because other people were pulling up asking if they were open and they were like, nah, like we're not doing after hours tonight. So I don't know if it's probably also because it was Easter technically which we didn't take into account when we were like turning up and stuff. we weren't really taking into account that oh it's Easter at, at this point so I guess that was that probably had a lot to do with it honestly so you know we basically left disappointed and then at this point we're starving and what do you do when you're starving and it's three o'clock in the morning in Atlanta you go to Waffle House so we went to Waffle House. Mind you that's another Uber that is the fourth Uber of the evening not of the day we go to Waffle House. We think that we're gonna get to sit in and dine in the Waffle House because why wouldn't we be able to? It's the freaking Waffle House for Pete's sake. We go to Waffle House. There's no way to dine in, I guess because of COVID, I don't know. So we literally had to stand at the window 
and they made it into like some drive through window and we had to place an order for food. We waited over an hour for our food. Just a simple all-star classic, y'all. A simple freaking freaking waffle with some bacon and some eggs. That's all we asked for. Like we didn't ask for nothing crazy. No, what we asked for was something crazy because we waited in that line for over an hour. Um, luckily, we did meet some more people from Atlanta. They were really nice to us. We basically told them the whole sob story again and they had told us, dang, like if y'all were here for longer, then y'all could have went to this spot, this spot, this spot. But it was like, at this point, it's Sunday. Like we're not doing any of that stuff. We have other plans for the rest of today. Like Sunday is not a turn up day, so one thing I will say is pretty much everybody that we met in Atlanta except for that bartender that I didn't care for and that security guard everybody was really nice and down-to-earth southern hospitality which is really why I like Georgia like I love Georgia for that reason and I didn't think that that was going to be an issue you know I didn't think that that was going to be anything that I had to worry about but I just felt like I felt appreciated as a black woman in Georgia, you know, I don't feel appreciated in Texas as a black woman. And I just felt very appreciated. I was showered with a lot of compliments in Atlanta because it's like, you know, people see another black woman and, you know, they're praising another black woman. Like I felt like they really did care about me and my friend and wanting us to have a good time. So that I will say I did enjoy about the trip. It was just the fact that by the time we started getting all these recommendations and this help to have a good time, it was just coming up too short. Like an hour into it, like an hour left to turn up. It's like, dang, like y'all just, I don't know how much longer they felt like we needed to talk to them before they were gonna, you know, help us do what we need to do. But I guess they felt like, well, if y'all have been out here this long, I guess the least we could do is help y'all have a good time. So yeah, I felt very appreciated, very respected as a black woman by black men at that. That does not happen a lot. That's a very rare thing, I think, these days. And y'all can argue with me if you want, but I feel like a lot of times when I'm around my black men, I don't necessarily feel like I'm the prize. I don't feel like they look at me like I'm the prize. But in Atlanta, honey, I felt like I was the prize. So that was one good thing that came out of it. So yeah, you know, we got our Waffle House. We went back to the Airbnb and we just talked and, you know, that whole thing. Um, probably only got two and a half hours of sleep that night also because then you got a whole itinerary for Sunday. So, and we're trying to basically get our money's worth, enjoy the rest of our trip. So that was like the first, the two tragic days that we had. It's just really like the nightlife scene was just really tragic. And I just, if I would have known that the only thing that Atlanta was good for was for flexing, I never would have made that as an option because that's really not who I am. I'm not saying that me and my friend didn't want to go out and look cute and have eyes on us. That's not what I'm saying, but that's not what the point of the trip was like I will look good for myself me and my friend look good for each other like I don't need to look good for every Tom Dick and Harry like that's not the purpose of this trip like it just wasn't you know I don't need to look good for everybody else I don't need to flex with my outfits like I'm comfortable with the way I look and that's just how I look 
And I don't need everybody to size me up when I walk into an establishment to see if I have on the latest and greatest because truth be told, half of my outfits were from Amazon and period. And Amazon came through, period. So I don't know. I can't even compete with these people who got Louis Fendi Prada. No, that's not even the type of time I'm on at this point. So I guess I was just really taken aback by that whole aspect of it because that's just not who I am as a person I think there's a big difference between just wanting to look your best and wanting to, to look cute when you're going out to have a good time but just to be out there to size people up and to flex on what you have that's just not my vibe so it's not my friend's vibe either and that's kind of really like why the trip was so trash essentially it was just we were just wasting money lift rides and just not getting the quality service. The advertisements on Instagram and the websites were false. Like they didn't live up to the hype. Just all these things that we thought were gonna come of the weekend just never happened. And that was just the tragic part about it. So yeah, that was the tragic part. But I will say on Sunday, you know, we did have a fun, pretty fun time. We went to the Trap Music Museum, which is T.I.'s museum. And, you know, they showcase a lot of the, um, rappers who came out of Atlanta like Lotto, Young Jeezy, but then there's also other rappers as well that they show, well pretty much anybody you could think of you probably will see in there, the City Girls, Nicki Cardi, Pop Smoke, XX Tentacion, whatever his name is, I don't know, Gucci Mane, like you'll see anybody in that place and I really really liked it. I mean the only thing that I was disappointed about was because when I had saw it advertised on the Instagram page, it kind of looked like there was somebody giving a guided tour of each room. And when we went in there, that wasn't the case. It was almost like the selfie museum where you just got to take pictures, walk around, you know, you could read what was plastered up on the wall and stuff. But you know, it, I just thought it was going to be more of a guided tour, which I would have appreciated more because I felt like I could have taken it all in. But when you just give me a free for all, it's like, I don't want to be in a bunch of people's way. You know, there's people trying to take pictures and people trying to look at stuff. So, you know, it, I just felt like I couldn't soak it all in. But we got some really cute pictures there. They played good music. They even had a bar in there. I was very shocked about that. Um, and they definitely advertised it to be very lit, like people were dancing there. But like I said, another thing that I didn't take into account was that it was Easter Sunday. So, you know, there were people there, but, you know, obviously people went to go celebrate Easter at church. So nobody was at the Trap Music Museum and nobody was turning up like they would have done like on Tipsy Tuesday or whatever the case may be. So, you know, but we made the most of it. And they weren't like in a rush to kick us out. Like you had to pay your entry fee, which was really cheap, by the way. It was like $20 a piece. And, you know, once you walk through the whole room, it's not that big. It's not a big house. You walk through the whole place. They don't like say, all right, you got to get out of here. Like they let you stay. They let you take pictures. They let you mingle, let you listen to the music. And the staff at the Trap Music Museum are really, really friendly. They're nice. They're accommodating. So I really did enjoy that part because it's like, well, you know, we don't really have any elaborate plans for the next couple of hours. So, you know, we just took a lot of pictures and stuff like that. So I really thought that that was nice. And then we ended up leaving there. We went to a wing spot that was actually pretty good. Kind of like a hole in the wall wing spot across from Georgia Tech. 
really, really good wings. I was very impressed and the meal was super cheap. So I was happy about my coin. And yeah, the last thing that we did before we left on Monday was we went to this place called Rocksteady. This was like our fancy bad and bougie vibes restaurant. And yeah, that was like what I decided as far as, you know, us eating at a fancy place upon one of my friend's recommendations. And I mean, don't get me wrong, y'all. This place was super cute on the inside. So cute. It was the vibes. The music was like top notch, like old R&B. Like it was just giving. It was giving what it needed to have given. But my only issue was... I checked the menu ahead of time before we even booked the trip to make sure, well, after we booked the trip, but before we got there, I checked the menu to make sure there was something that both of us could eat. And it looked like there was an option. Um, Cause I know my friend wanted oxtail really bad and I saw that was on the menu. So I knew that was gonna be what she was gonna get. And I could have sworn there was like options for me, but I guess like when I got there, our, um, our waitress was like, yeah, like on Sundays, we do things a little bit different. Like you can only order from the Sunday menu, which only had like four entrees. All of the entrees, except for one, were all like seafood type options, which obviously my friend can't have, but they had oxtail. So I knew she was going to order that. So she got her oxtail pasta and then I wanted shrimp and grits. But of course I forgot that when you get shrimp and grits out, like they're going to put a lot of dairy in it, like a lot of heavy cream, cheese and you know I wasn't trying to chance it and be down bad after the trip that we've already had so I got this fried red snapper upon our waitress's recommendation and that was the most expensive item on the menu at that and I did not enjoy it like I just picked at it I forgot that if you don't get the fillet of fish the snapper is just gonna have like those thin bones that will literally kill you. So I just couldn't enjoy it. I was just like, oh my God, at this point I'm over it. Like I'm just over the whole freaking trip. I did get some good pictures because we wore like coordinating pink dresses or whatever. We got some good pictures and yeah, we, and then by the time like the dinner was halfway over, I was just on my sad girl shit because I knew that the trip was over we didn't have the time that we had expected. I mean, granted, like, you know, we had a great time with each other and we really did make the most of the trip, but I was just devastated because like I said, we don't get to see each other that often. And I just really felt robbed. I felt cheated. I felt ripped off. And I just really was just so pissed. And then at this point, Sunday night, I was sad because I knew that the trip is over trip is over and um yeah I was like on the verge of tears at the dinner table with my bestie because I was just like oh my god like I literally just want to cry right now but you know I didn't want to look stupid <laughs> out in public you know so you know we left and I did get somebody's number child I did get this guy nice gentleman nice fine black dude in Atlanta I still haven't texted him back y'all like he basically had me put his number in my phone because he didn't have his phone on him on the clock and he was hyping me up he was like they make them like that in Texas I was like you're dang right they do I was like here for it but then you know with all the other crap that went on after we got back from the trip I just have yet to text the dude back y'all and he was so sweet so cute but yeah I got his number but at this point I think it's a lost cause literally this was literally a week ago that the guy gave me his number so I'm like do I even text him back 
Somebody tell me, should I text the guy back? Somebody comment on the Instagram page. Do I text homie back? Is he my potential husband? Because I don't know, I could be missing out on my husband for all I know. But but yeah, guys, that was the tragic story of our time in Atlanta. And then of course, Monday was just a sad fiasco. Like, you know, going to the airport, crying at the airport. Like, oh my God, it was just, it was tragic. It was freaking tragic um not what i expected i'm curious to know if any of you guys knew that this is how atlanta was ahead of time like if you guys already knew this about atlanta maybe we were just not hip to the rodeo because i'm telling y'all if this was the case i would have picked a different location like my mom was like y'all should have went to vegas two people have already told us that we should should have gone to vegas and i'm like listen if I would have been, if I would have had wind of the nonsense that Atlanta was going to be on, I literally would have picked somewhere else because just the fact that hundreds of dollars were wasted, it's just, it's giving you robbed me. So, um, yeah, y'all that that's the story. And I know it was a lot. I hope that y'all got some entertainment out of it because I told my bestie, I was like, after I tell this story on the podcast, I am not telling this story no more. I have told this story more times in a week than I've probably ever said anything in my entire life and I'm over it. So we're gonna get a redo. I'm coming to see my bestie before the year ends, God willing. And she already got the itinerary set up. I'm already buying outfits, child. Like I'm already getting the money together. Listen, we gotta have a redo because that was ridiculous. And yeah, I need my redo. So that was a story y'all. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, like I said, we are gonna move to a bi-weekly posting schedule starting this week. So you won't get an episode from me next week, but the following Monday, please be on the lookout because I have another good episode um, in store for you guys. I think you guys will like it. So um, definitely keep an eye out on the Instagram page. Again, that's off the dome podcast underscore. I know we have some new listeners tuning in and I definitely appreciate y'all for joining the family. And yeah, I appreciate you guys continuing to rock with me, being patient with me. I hope you guys have a great week ahead and I'll talk to you later. See ya.